This episode brought to you by Audible. I, I guess I'm the only non-robot. As an will alien. you be my robotty? Oh, I will be your <laughs> robotty. <is> so sweet. <laughs> Mikey's talking like a robot because today he has a sci-fi book recommendation. I'm going to recommend Artemis by Andy Weir. Ooh, that sounds like a lady book. Didn't he write The Martian? He did write The Martian, <gasps> which is one of my favorite novels of all time. How'd you know that, Todd? You guys were just talking about <laughs> I did, it. Yes. <laughs> and the protagonist is a female in this one, and yeah. it was very enjoyable. So go to audibletrial.com slash horrorvirgin for 30 days free in a book to get you started, and make that book Artemis. This episode also brought to you by Nick, Nick B. B. What up, Nick B? Fun fact about Nick B. <gasps> Nick the Jen found. This is why he's so nice. He's a grandfather. He what? Is. Yeah. We think. Wow. I I have always thought Nick B was like our age. I know, me too. And I don't have kids. Mikey, do you have a wife and kids? Not that I know of. You Ooh. would know if you had a wife though, right? I don't know. Estranged, <laughs> clearly estranged. <laughs> okay. Well, that's awesome. He's got a grandkid. That's really cool. And he bought him one of those uh, flippy sequin Jurassic Park shirts. And it's awesome. Oh, I saw that on Twitter. Yeah. Yeah. Did you see it on Twitter, Todd? Hmm. I did. I, I wonder how you said I mean, technically I did. Todd showed Nick it to B, me on Twitter. I'm the one who found all of this stuff and they're trying to steal my thunder. Nick B, you're awesome. And your grandson Nick B, sounds cool too. you are awesome. We and appreciate if you, Nick B. We really do. Yeah, absolutely. This episode also brought to you by... John. John, John who is also awesome. Still alive, huh? Jeez. Oh, my God. <laughs> well, John, you've thwarted my attempts for another week. Uh, <laughs> what, do you have, like, assassin squads out to get John? <laughs> I'm too lazy for all that, Jim. Well, no, that's why you send squads. You don't go yourself. <laughs> right, exactly. Mikey, you're a madman behind the scenes. I can't even scenes. get on Craigslist or, what is it... <laughs> Tinder? No. <laughs> is there a Hitman Tinder? I hey mean, guys, I, I have an app idea. Is it Jenny's List? What's the other one with the, with the about the appliances? You're thinking of uh, Amy's List. Is yeah. it Amy's List? Yeah. God, they no help. I do like that your John B facts are like subtle Mikey facts. <laughs> I hear John B has a problem with commitment. <laughs> well, there's no evidence the contrary. <laughs> So, guys, it has come time. <gasps> is that time? It is that time. It's that time of done? the month. <laughs> <laughs> I think I made that joke last It month. is that time of the month, Jen, where we celebrate the Burn It Down level Patreon subscribers. And we actually added some new ones this we month. Did. Yay, so, I'm we so want to celebrate all of them. And, and used to be just three, and now we've leveled up to five. I know. Which yay. is insane. Do we really? So awesome. Yeah. Big thank you to our Burn It Down Patreon subscribers. Woo. Eddie, as you guys have yes. heard his name before, hey, Veronica. Uh huh. Huh? Who just got married? Who just Congratulations! Got married. Yeah, Eddie. What's going on in your life? We want to know. Yeah, yeah, guys. Send us some fun facts. Karen or is it Karun? Because how do you spell it? Is it K R U N? K A R U N, which I, I like. Oh, I like, I like it too. But cool. I, I'm afraid we're saying it wrong. So yeah. I thought it was my mom, but then I realized she doesn't support me in my endeavors. <laughs> so Karen, Karun, tell us yeah, if we're saying us. it wrong. And so tell us sorry. some fun facts we can share about you. Too. Yeah, absolutely. And we have two new ones. We do. We're so excited. We have Ash. Who is a we member do. of the Facebook group, I believe. Yes. And, and Michael. Michael. Hey, guys. Welcome to the party. So thank you guys oh, so Blangy. much. Ooh. Sorry. Wow. <laughs> 
Patreon content. So Mike, Ash, Eddie, Veronica, and Karen, Karen. thank you guys so much for being Burn It Down levels. You guys are amazing and you guys really do help us. So if you want your weekly or monthly shout outs, go to patreon.com slash horror virgin and sign up for one of the levels there. We've got a yeah. lot of great content. We've actually, we had lunch yesterday to we decide did. on some new awesome Patreon content. So we'll have some more stuff coming your way soon. And guys, if you can't support us, we appreciate you just telling your friends and family about the show like you guys have clearly been doing because we're on track to do way more downloads this month than we have in the previous months. Knock on wood. That really hurt <laughs> my time. You moved the hand. mic closer to it. This and is, don't hit it. This is so why hard. you're our Foley guy. <laughs> I know. All right, guys. Oh, oh, hey, guys, can we bring the theme music in? Yes, no. but don't hey. sing it. <laughs> <laughs> Catchphrase. Mikey likes it. Oh my god. <laughs> you can't say catchphrase before you say what you want to be your catchphrase. Catchphrase. Uh, catchphrase. I got a big old dick. You can't, you can't just do that. I mean, that is- <laughs> Welcome to the horror version, everyone. I'm not sure what's happening, but I think Mikey's on the hunt for a catchphrase this episode. Look out, listeners. <laughs> oh man, that was fucking funny. All right. I'm Jen. I'm Mikey. And I'm your catchphrase horror version no! Todd Awesome. <laughs> Which means I don't like scary movies and you guys, and when I say you guys, I mean the listeners this yeah, week, you. make me watch scary movies, specifically Pandorum this week. Yeah, because this was our listener request episode. Yeah, and honestly, I'll, I know, Mikey, you've seen it before, right? Yeah, we were talking about it before. So it was Jen and Mai's first time. Yeah. And... I didn't hate this movie. I liked it. It was scary. I probably wouldn't watch it again, but... I liked the story of this movie. It was pretty good. Yeah, I was into it. Although technically not a space movie. We'll right, get right. there. And our category this month was space horror. It's space horror. Yeah. If hey, it's- guys, just just so you know, we're going to spoil this movie if this is your first episode. Yeah, we're definitely doing spoilers. We always spoil it. So, yeah, I really enjoyed this movie. Mikey, this is your second watch, right? I think it's probably my third. I saw it oh, in okay. theaters. I probably watched it on HBO. Okay. And um, I think it holds up. I, I like it as a movie. I like science fiction movies, as everybody. I probably do too. knows. Uh, so it's got a great plot, and I love Dennis Quaid, and I love oh, Ben um, yeah. Foster, and yeah, I like Mikey it. Likes it. Catchphrase. Yeah. Oh my god! You're supposed to say catchphrase before it. It was your first watch, Jen. Did you like it? It was my first watch, and I did really like it. Now I have. I'm going to amend my statement from the Alien episode. What? Because I got a lot of shit for this. Yeah, you did because it was ridiculous. <laughs> I'm going to clarify. I'm going to amend my statement from the Alien episode where I said it's hard for me to relate to space horror because I've never been to space. Right. I'm going to add more to it. Mikey is going to shut up so I can finish my thought. I'm just giggling. Todd is too. You've never fought a milk robot? I haven't. No. Okay, so here's the thing about space horror. I'm not really that into sci-fi. I think it's wonderful that so many people are. It's really cool. It's great. It's just not my thing. I'm not like interested in going to space. I'm not really interested in space documentaries. It's just not a thing for me. So, if you're going to hook me into your movie, there has to be something other than space that I can connect to, like a strong character. Well, I think your end result was you did like aliens. I did so like aliens because I like Ripley, yeah, 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 but that's yeah, yeah. the thing. It's yeah. not, I didn't like it because of the space. So, so you wouldn't like a Star Trek. 
Exactly. But you do like Alien. Yeah. Or like I liked the Star Trek movie because it's like cool action. I like that. I like Sunshine because I like like I like Killian Murphy. I like. Uh, Wang Gable. Am I right? So what I'm saying is there's got to be something more than space or science fiction to hook me in. And if there is and there's something I can connect to, then I'll probably really like the movie. But if there's not, I'm probably the space itself is not enough. So what I hear you saying is that you like good science fiction and don't like bad science fiction. I like science fiction when there's something more to it. That's good science fiction. Yeah. But you liked Event Horizon. Yeah, because I like the whole portal to hell thing. And you liked Alien. I did like Alien. And you liked this. Yeah. I honestly think you've liked every sci-fi movie we've watched. Yeah, we haven't watched very many. But like, okay, so look, if it's your thing, that's fantastic. But you like the good ones. I think it might be your thing if we keep showing you good science fiction films. If there's something other than the science in it. Yes. The science doesn't make the movie, Jen. It's the fiction. Exactly. Nailed it. <laughs> what are you, Jules Verne? That hack? <laughs> what? No. Jules Verne's the worst. H.G. Wells all day. I'll fight a <laughs> motherfucker over H.G. Wells. Jules Verne, he didn't write things that were science or fiction. What? He just said, what What are his books? 20,000 Leagues Under the Sea? Yeah, that exists oh, yeah, in yeah. nature. The sea? <laughs> that yeah. is neither science nor fiction. I think he wrote H.G. Wells wrote A Time Machine which is that is science fiction yeah that's a weird book I don't know if you have time to commit to like a whole series but I would really love for you to watch the Firefly series because it is it's like a sci-fi western I want to do a spinoff podcast science fiction virgin as Jen is the virgin I would do this and I would (laughs) (laughs) now let me say I would watch Firefly because I like Joss Whedon and I like Andrew Tudyk so those are the things you're the science fiction virgin we pick the films no, <laughs> but no, seriously, I would love to see you. I'd love to hear what you thought about it. All right, let's get into this fucking movie, though. Let's- so we start with a timeline coming on the screen, and they are looking for Earth-like planets. And in 2009, they started, they figured out that Earth was fucked. And this is a timeline where people actually believe science that we are destroying <laughs> the Earth. And so they started looking for alternate plans. Well, actually, maybe it's the same timeline because nobody did anything to yeah, save Earth. Until it was too late. Exactly. Yeah. And Earth is fucked. So they're on the Elysium ship speaking Russian. <laughs> yeah, why are they speaking Russian? I don't understand that. No one speaks Russian once the movie starts. Yeah. Oh, the Russian was a transmission from Earth. Oh, yeah, It yeah, wasn't yeah. on the mm-hmm. ship. That's right. That's it. Okay. Russia had they taken over. decoded it. They did. So the transmission says, you're all that's left of us. Good luck. God bless and Godspeed. We fucked it all up. There's nothing you can do. You're on your own. Oh my God, that's my breakup message. <laughs> <laughs> Mikey's got many of those texts. <laughs> no, I, I sent that out. It's a form letter. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you just get it notarized every time. A, <laughs> Jesus Christ, Mikey. <laughs> All right, but we see everyone just standing watching this transmission in the yeah. code room. And fun fact, the main captain is the head hunter, just not in uh, makeup. He was like the Bowser. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Yeah. No shit. Yeah. That's and, awesome. It is. I know. It's really cool. I've got some more fun facts about that stuff. All right. So we see oh an interesting looking guy standing behind him who may have some mischievous thoughts in his head or something. So we see some girl's face and then we see. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, honestly, that's, that's, all we, yeah, that's all we see. She has zero lines in the movie, yeah. but she's in the movie like five, six times. So we see her face just in flashes and then yeah. we see Ben Foster freaking out in a stasis pod. 
I like this part because he's got a face mask on. He's got tubes all in him. Mm -hmm. He's not in a bunch of green goo. No. No. Which I prefer. Although when he gets out, he's wearing like a protective skin coating. Yeah, it's it's like wax that's melted on his skin. That is a good description. Mm -hmm. It looks like melted candle wax. Or like latex all over you that you have to rip off. And so he gets out of this pod and he starts like freaking out and pulling all this stuff out. And he pulls this giant thing out of his arm. Oh, man, that was gross. Yeah, I, I was looking away. Now he's like got his green space light and he's walking around looking for stuff. He finds yeah, his it's jacket. Like a, it's a glow stick. It's like a yeah. glow stick. Yeah. <laughs> a, a big, big glow stick. Space it's like, glow stick. Yeah. Though. He's going to a space rave. So he finds his jacket in his locker and he's talking about having like extreme memory loss from extended hypersleep. Yeah. I did sort of like this, although it is, I don't know, a little tropey, but I liked it. Yeah, I do too. Yeah, um, because there's nobody around. He's trying to figure out what the hell is going on. Yeah. And he tries to wake up Lieutenant Peyton. Yeah, he's like beating on it with a crowbar on yeah. his, on Peyton's stasis pod. And I like how they're doing this because we see them from the outside. And so we see their name. So we immediately know who they are. Yeah. And we hear them scream or we see them screaming. We can't hear anything. And it's just a really cool effect because we keep going in and out of it. But he can't get into the stasis pod. No, because they're made to be like. No, because exactly. it's futuristic technology. Beating on it with a crowbar obviously will never work. Yeah. I'd have a future crowbar. <laughs> and those space pods are also made to be shot into space. So they're made to like hold up under exactly. crazy conditions. So yeah, yeah they there's no be. way you're getting in. So now he's space razor shaving and that's really cool. It was cool. <laughs> like it was a cool effect. Oh. And for 2009, it was pretty good. He totally would have shaved his privates as well. Yeah, you got Maybe a manscaped. He did. Yeah, you should have manscaped. I mean, like if it's that easy. So now somebody else is awake and it's Dennis Quaid. And yeah, I love Quaid. Dennis Quaid. Yeah. But he has also forgotten a loads of shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they know they're aboard the Elysium, which is the spaceship that they said at the beginning, but they don't know where anyone else is. And they're on like the fifth ship and they're trying to figure out like where the ship that was supposed to relieve them uh, is. It wasn't a ship. Okay, it was okay. a crew. I really like this yeah, because the they shift. That's what oh, I said. shift. I'm oh, sorry. I said shift. ship. Sorry. I really like this part because it is like. You know, they were supposed to be woken up by a space crew. They weren't. And they have to find out what happened to them. But their memories sort of gone. So it's like like this big back and forth of like what happened to them? What happened to us? What happened to the ship? It's a journey of many, many years. There's always a crew of three awake and they they shift off every few years. Who stays awake? Yeah. So one crew goes into stasis Uh as they wake up the other crew. So I think they they high five and then they go to sleep. Yeah. Yeah, They said it's like they're two year shifts. Mm -hmm. So like if my if we were all on a crew, we were crew one. We would crash. (laughs) Like 10 days before we go back into stasis, we wake up crew two. They take over. We go into stasis for 10 years. We get woken up to do another two year shift. Right. Yeah. So it's I liked it a lot because it was like, what what the fuck would you do if you woke up? And there was no one there. And they quickly start to find bodies. And like, yeah. so it's, I mean, and the it is, lights are off. And yeah. they don't know what's going on. And there's power surges going on to yep. the ship. I, I thought this did a really good job of building tension for me. I think so, too. Because there are a lot of unanswered questions. And their memory loss kind of serves that purpose. As they start to get it back, they start to realize things. But like, you wake up like no idea what's happening. Right. And I liked this because this is kind of the beginning mystery of the movie is what the fuck's going on. And then it kind of transitions to another movie. And I think it does a really good job of maintaining tension throughout I the agree. whole thing. I agree. Kind of about different plot lines, but I think they swap those plot lines off really well. Yeah. All right. So 
Now they're trying to figure out what the hell's going on. So they get into some kind of like operations room. They're locked out of the bridge. So yes. they're in their stasis room and there is like a control station there, like a, yeah. a desk where you can log into the computer like system. Reception. Yeah, it is sort of like reception, but the bridge is like shut down. You can't get in yeah. and there's no real power in that room. So they have to hand crank a thing <laughs> three times yeah. and, and then the thing is fully up. operational. You guys, weather radio technology has come so far. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't realize that the NOAA administration was going to take over power production. But he literally cranks that thing seven times, and like all the lights in the room come on. It's like, thank God we have auxiliary power of crank. Right? Yeah. This whole ship is run by crank and squeeze power. That's true. One hundred percent. And actually, I liked that because I didn't want to hear a bunch of science nonsense about trying to like activate codes and stuff. I really liked it too. Like you can mm-hmm. conceive that that technology sure. probably exists. Yeah. Exactly. In the future. That didn't bother me at all. I thought it was great. Okay, so they hand crank everything on, and they're trying to get a signal, and they're starting to remember a little bit, but the ship keeps shaking. Yeah, so there's like, and like lights are going on and off, and like going, it is straight up like lightning on the ship. Well, not lightning. You don't have bolts of electricity, but like lights and stuff flashing on and off. It's like someone turns the power on for like five seconds at a time. Yeah, Yeah. which comes into play because some things are not operational on the ship unless we're in a power surge, which comes into play later. All right, so now they're trying to figure stuff out, and Ben Foster, the thing that he can remember remember is like how to do his job because he's like a space engineer or something so he's trying to find the reactor he's crawling through these tunnels with tubes on the sides or something well yeah because dennis quaid wants to get into the bridge right and and they're slowly starting to get their memory back so Mm -hmm. he knows he's in charge because dennis quaid's a lieutenant right Right. ben foster is i almost called him 310 to yuma uh ben foster is a corporal so he is right. doing what the lieutenant tells him right. and, and they're only, trying to climb yeah. through the air duct sort of thing mm-hmm. where the tubes are to get into the bridge area to open the door from the bridge side not only can they knock in the bridge they can't get to the rest of the ship that's why they have to go yeah because the they're locked right. out yeah. yeah they said what in the trunk or something yeah, mm-hmm. we're, yeah we're sort of stuck in the trunk so he's crawling through these things and there's a space spider which is freaky and then we start to hear noises and ben foster starts to kind of panic I think he's getting claustrophobic. Like he's really disoriented. He can't tell what the hell is going on. And he gets to one place and he drops his little green space stick down and it just never hits the bottom. Oh yeah. It's like real far. Right. And that's when the space spider comes and he just feels like it's on him the whole time. Yeah, he's on these little tubes and there's like a lot of like hoses in there and it's like really creepy. It is and creepy. There's at least one spider. So this, I really like this part because he starts to freak out and Dennis Quaid's trying to calm him down. Oh, I love this too. Cause Dennis a- Quaid's like, well, what if I told you I got the door open? Exactly. Which, just kidding. Yeah, that seems sort of like a dick move. It does. But it calms him down. It, it takes him out of the moment. Right. He sort of laughs about it. Yeah. yeah. I liked that part. I, th- I felt like they were on the same team at that yeah, point. Yeah, yeah, me know? too. And so he figures out at this point that someone's been here before. And this is when he figures out that he's at an angle because the sweat's dripping down and he falls down like face first into a grate. Oh, yeah. And it's, I wonder how he just didn't die. I think his foot got caught up in the hose. Yeah, it, he didn't, he, he didn't oh, yeah. hit it full on. Yeah, he didn't. You see him sort of grab it. The grab the hoses too and he sort of doesn't hit it as hard as he could yeah you know what they say <laughs> hose before nose boom jen everybody's tired of your sexual jokes <laughs> jen before his nose hits the grave jen his- they're sex workers <laughs> That's and they're valuable people to society. That's you're just, you're just, you, this is why the patriarchy or whatever. Yeah. I know. You're a part of it, Jen. I know. We all are. 
We got to fight. We got to burn it down. So we've got those before nose and he's just hanging out there on his nose. He is. He's like nose squished against a grate. So before when Ben Foster and Quaid woke up, there's also another stasis pod that was empty and it was their third member of their flight crew, mm-hmm. Cooper. And we see Cooper in this or against this great two right. dead skeleton. Yeah. He looks like he definitely drank the wrong cup in Last Crusade. Yeah, it yeah, does look does. like that. Yeah, mm-hmm. because he's like it's look. It looks like he's been dead for like a hundred years. Mummified. Yeah. 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 So how early did he wake up? Really, Maybe about a hundred years ago. ago. But I don't know if you guys saw this. At the end of the movie, they've been on the planet for about 900 yeah. years. Mm-hmm. So, so who knows? Yeah. And I mean, even like a year or two, maybe, depending on what the conditions are oh, under yeah. the sea, yeah. would make your face do that, you know? The ship is sealed off from the sea, everyone. Okay? That's this is the last <laughs> Honestly, time I'm going to talk about all, all this. That's, I don't know why you keep getting be, so mad because about it. Because the whole breach at the end is what makes it eject all the pods, and there wasn't a whole breach until Jen, then. all that salt water, just to his skin, what that would do to him? I think so, too. Okay. I've got enough salt right here from this conversation. <laughs> All right. So now they've lost the connection and so they're both kind of trying to get him back on the line and Ben Foster's wandering around and he starts to hear banging. Yes. And then we see it's I think it's a lady in the hallway and I think her name is Naomi. Oh, is it? I honestly didn't even catch a name, but there aren't a shitload of characters. There aren't. So she just became girl in my mind. I've called her lady. <laughs> but I mean, she's not. <laughs> so her name is Nadia. Nadia. Okay. Yeah. But I didn't pick that. I got that from IMDb because I don't remember if she ever said No one it. calls him anyone by any name no. in this whole movie. We know Ben Foster's name because it's on his jacket. Exactly. And, and that's know, it. Yeah. In, because in it's their on their clothes. Pods. It's on their pods. Too. Right. Yeah. But people who are not pod birthed in this movie, we right. don't know their names. And they exactly. really don't say them but honestly right. like if you're in that situation I'm not going to be like hey chick who's been living in this ship that has reavers on it what's your name let's talk before yeah. we have to run away from things killing us so there's a lady in the hallway but she runs away from him yeah and then we should she's <laughs> been there been fun yeah I know <laughs> I know what that feels like Ben hi Aww. oh to come back and she's, <laughs> yeah, he's yelling at her and she won't respond no she's running away because she knows the reavers are going to come get him yes I learned what reavers are and I imagine you know. Sorry. Reavers are from Firefly. If you haven't seen Firefly, it's a Joss Whedon TV show. But he's yelling at her and she won't respond. And then turns out it wasn't her. She's already run away. This was a dead body that's just hanging in the hall. Yeah. And his intestines are all ripped out. Yeah, he's just hanging out. And yeah, well, gross. that's because there are traps all around the ship that literally trap people who come out of pods. Right. And then the Reavers come collect them and eat them. Yes. And so... Out of the blue, the lady punches him now, and she kind of oh, tries yeah. to cut him with a knife or something. No, she like, says sure something is. that's like, you stay here. And then she yeah. like mugs him. And she says, take your shoes off. Yeah, because yeah. when he walks around the ship, he's like clanking, clanking, clanking. Right. And when she, she's like soft leather footed. Yeah. So she's kind of helping him out she's a little bit. She's helping him, but also stealing from but him. But she could I mean, say, hey, there are monsters, look out. She, she doesn't, doesn't say that, but he quickly <laughs> finds out. And honestly, I think she would have told him that if they had more time. That's but true. when she tells him to take his shoes off, that's when they start to hear the Reavers coming. So she just yeah. bolts. She's like, I'm she does, giving you yeah. as much information as I can very quickly, but yeah. I don't care about you. Right. I'm going to make sure I survive. I don't know that you're the key to saving all of us yet. Right. All right, so then the body gets yanked up, and we start to hear squelchy eating sounds. And yes. Yuck. So the, the Reavers look like naked Skeletor from He-Man with, like, metal sticking out of them. Yeah. yeah. And they they have, like, cool, we- like, melee weapons mm-hmm. and blowtorches. And yes. a little bit of the Descent Monsters. Yeah. They look a lot like Descent Monsters. They Absolutely. Do. Except and they I, can see. And I think that's part of why I liked this movie so much is because it reminded me so much of the Descent. I really liked this part because Ben is laying on his back 
She says, take your shoes off. He gets up to start taking his shoes off. They hear the sound of the reverse and he looks down the hallway and we follow his focus and look at the hallway. Mm-hmm. And then we cut back to Ben Foster and she is just gone. Mm-hmm. I love that because she's like, fuck you, I'm out. And, exactly. Yeah. And she's not the, fr- the only person who will do that in this movie. This movie could basically be called Ben Foster Falls from Places. Holy shit, he falls a lot. Yes. Yeah. 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 We've been kind of glancing over it, but he's fallen because after he falls down that thing, his hose before four nose moment then he falls out of a shoe compartment he's yeah. gonna fall another couple of times. he falls out of boot storage he, he does at this point in the film he's fallen pretty big six right. times exactly. at least we're only 10 minutes in and right. we'll fall more he mm-hmm. falls the whole movie and not like tripping over things like falling from great heights <laughs> he doesn't have an unbroken rib but ben you know Foster what is he... falling for you oh and all of humanity but you know Aww. what he gets back up all right, know. so Ben gets up and runs away from the Reavers. Yeah. Nadia, Nadia is her name? Yeah, Nadia. Nadia has run away. Yeah. And he, Ben runs back to the room he came out of, like the boot storage room. Right. And then kicks his light bright, one of those things. Green space stick. He throws the space <laughs> glow stick away so it's mm-hmm. no longer right in front of the door mm-hmm. that he came out of and then goes in there and then the Reavers run by to the glow stick. Yeah. And we see just a little glimpse of it and it reminded me a lot of Bowser with like spikies, extra spikies. Do you mean from Mario? Mm-hmm. So we see Bowser run past and then he gets the guy that was hanging from the ceiling and drags him away. And for a second, I thought he got Ben Foster. Well, because no. one of the Campbells crawls up and starts stabbing into the locker. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Ben like puts the body on the thing and he drags yeah, it Yeah, it's away. Cooper. It's his friend. Yes, yeah, yeah. Or maybe not friend, but other flight crew member. It's a dead body we saw earlier. Yeah. yeah and he gets him. pulled out and taken away and probably eaten. It's and then it cuts sad. to uh, Ben Foster being like, yo, Dennis Quaid, yeah. shit's real bad. Yeah. Like what the fuck? Aliens and shit and then people are dead and there's yeah. bodies. And, the, and I the, fell so many times. Just like He's in his room that he's cranked up and it looks yeah. really safe. He's like, oh, what? Yeah. What? Can you just like fix all that. Later. I'm yeah, gonna exactly. stay in here. I'm gonna stand here for the entire movie, <laughs> guys. He does that. He really does. Yeah, yeah. he has his own <laughs> demons to battle. He does. Yeah, but he, he does not leave that room the yeah. entire. He's movie. kind of a shitty supervisor. Um, yeah, he is every supervisor I've ever had. <laughs> right, like uh, I'm gonna stay here at my hand crank desk. Yeah. Really, like I got Spotify cranked up with ten yeah. cranks, <laughs> and like I need you to crawl through the ship, reset the reactor, and fight the aliens and come back. Yeah. yeah. So he starts talking to Dennis Quaid and Dennis Quaid exposition dumps just a little bit. But it's good. Like it is because yeah, yeah. and this happens quite a bit because they start to remember pockets of information, right? right? So and I what does Denny like Quaid that. say? Denny Quaid. Yeah. And I like how they're doing that. Like they just sprinkle in little bits, but it makes sense because they are just remembering. It, yeah. So know? I called it a trope earlier, and normally mm-hmm. trope has like a negative connotation. Right. And I do think other movies have done this sort of thing badly. Like when John Tesh comes on the screen to explain. <laughs> <it all. laughs> uh, John Tesh coming on screen to kind of remind us what's going on. Would this movie would have really benefited from that? It's like an alien John Ted. <laughs> He's got like a scuba suit or something. <laughs> this this would have been a really good video game because that's a kind of a trope that video games use. It's like, it is. Hey, this is the guy that making you do everything by yourself like yeah. in a video game. I just remembered. Yeah. Earth dead. Well, I mean, I feel like it's got a lot in common with Resident Evil. Yes. You know, yes. It does sort game. of feel like one of those type of games. And that's why, fun fact early, Paul W.S. Anderson was one of the producers uh, on this, and he also produced, and I think directed the Resident Evil. This would be Evil right games. around the same time as like Resident Evil It was a little after, but yeah. yeah. Like, after the first one. Um, but anyway, so I, I like the trope in this movie. I do, too, because I think they pulled pull well. it off. And it's yeah. like in found footage, if you can figure out an interesting way for there to be a camera, it works. Yeah, but and I think not, VHS nailed that. Exactly. Whereas other found footage, 
I don't think did. Although right. I think Grave Encounters did a good job I of that too. too. So he's talking to Dennis Quaid and Dennis Quaid is saying there's no rescue. Nobody's coming to rescue us because the ship wasn't built to return and they're the cargo. And this is when we see a flashback to little baby Ben Foster with a tiny little kid Mohawk and he's he watching. He was a cute kid. He yeah he was. Kid. He's watching this gigantic television future screen. We have like, those TVs now Jen. It's not like, <laughs> that wasn't it's super called futuristic. called a flat screen back in <laughs> yeah. 2009. So anyways they <laughs> found a new planet called Tannis. Tannis, that's the name of yeah, it. Yeah, and Tannis is very similar to Earth. Okay, do you know anything about Tannis? <laughs> well, I heard that the atmosphere is kind of weird because you're going to get that dreaded Tannis elbow. Oh, yeah, and honestly, that's the worst, <laughs> man. It's one of those pains that's like more annoying than hurt, but it's yeah. persistent. Oh, you, just have, you have to deal with it. I hate it. This is one of the costs of colonization. Yeah, I got Tannis needles. <laughs> So we've got rover footage landing on Tannis. Yeah, it's sort of like the Mars rover, but like exactly. a beefed up version that can do a lot more. And there's yeah. cameras on it and they're showing live footage of it finding plants mm-hmm. and realizing that the uh, atmosphere is like, inhabitable for humans. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's a place that they can feasibly go. And since right. no one paid attention when every scientist in the world was saying, hey, climate change exactly. is a thing and we're fucking over our planet. Mm-hmm. So now they have to leave the planet. Right. So they're so like, they're yeah, settlers. we can at least some of us will have civilization exactly humanity will continue Yes. Yeah. So they're settlers and he's having these flashes of this blonde girl that he apparently left. By the way, do you guys know Tannis at all? No. Tannis was a lost city and was ah. featured in Raiders of the Lost Ark. Oh, interesting. Fun yeah. fact with mm-hmm. that. Nailed it. Um, There's also a really creepy podcast called Tannis. I've only listened to the first season of it. It was years ago, but I remember it being very creepy. What's it about? I listened to it a long time ago, so forgive me if this is a little bit off, but it's like a narrative fiction podcast, sort of like Death, Dying, and other things, uh-huh. but it's super creepy. So, um, but he's trying to figure out if he did leave this woman behind or if she's on board because her, as a family member, she would have come with him and Dennis Quaid saying, no, 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 dude, we got to get control of this ship first. Right. Then we can find our wives. Exactly. And yeah. this is when he gets his non-lethal handgun glove thing, which is pretty cool. The Nintendo Power Glove, <laughs> which is also run on grip power. So he has to yeah. pump it up by doing a grip like six times and to get full power. And he's got to push the little basketball on his shoe a couple of yeah, times yeah, too. Yeah. <laughs> it is like... <laughs> It's like they invented the pump up shoe and then they were like, this is everything. It's like they watched Back to the Future 2 and just decided to make all of that their technology. That's the world I want to live in. Yeah, me too, man. I'm on board for that. Hang on, bad guys. I got to get pumped. (laughs) Squeeze the... Time for me to start my car. (laughs) Hey, crank it up. Yeah, I like it. So now Ben Foster's talking to Dennis Quaid and his hand's starting to shake. And he's talking about the symptoms of Pandorum. And so Pandorum is a condition, and I've got some fun facts about this, but it's kind of like just a lot of paranoia kind of compounded by the fact that you're in space and you're kind of having panicky feelings. And that I mean, it's like closed room. Like you, you are in a finite space and that could be, I'm not super claustrophobic, but that scares me. It does too. And this is kind of what really hooked me into this movie. One is that I really liked The Descent and two, just like the feeling of paranoia and not knowing what's going on. I really liked that. Um, And so, but he's talking about this old captain from the Eaton ship, or I think it's the Eaton ship. Eden. But that Eden. Okay. Oh, I got it. And this is where, yeah, it's not Eaton. (laughs) It's not like, oh, what am I that for? That pudding looks good. I might be eating it. Welcome to the USS Shoney's. (laughs) (laughs) It was long from Georgia. <laughs> the captain from the Eden ship 
got Pandorum. And oh yeah, this is when yeah. we start talking about what Pandorum is, right? Which because at the beginning I was like, the ship's called Elysium. What the <laughs> fuck is Pandorum? Right. So elite. So Pandorum. It's like it's this condition that you get in space, and it's like a form of paranoia, yeah, um, caused by deep space, but triggered by emotional stress. I thought it was caused by stasis. Yeah. So it can be long stay. It's a space yeah. psychosis. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So he's talking about the Eden shift, and the captain apparently was suffering from Pandorum, and he killed his other two officers. Yes, in his flight crew. Yes, and eject. And this part really creeped me out. He yeah. ejected all of the passengers in their little pods. Yeah. And we see the ship in just like thousands of little pods ejecting all over all space. around. It. Yeah. And it just freaked me out. Like, imagine being in one of those things, and you just wake up and you're just floating around. And they space show someone forever. waking mm-hmm. up and like just screaming because he's. Right. He starts to realize that he's just in open space in yeah. his space pod. No way to do anything. Yeah, except yeah. die. That's how I felt when I woke up from a nap when we were road tripping to Kansas City. <laughs> Mikey, we really got to know you then. Because <laughs> that was like right when you joined the podcast full yeah, time. Oh, man. I, we need to do more of that shit. I fucking <laughs> that love that fun. trip. So the lady's following him and he sees another. When you say pod- the lady, do you mean Nadia? The lady, Nadia. Yeah, okay, yeah. okay, cool. I didn't she has a name, Jen. Well, yeah, but did you know what it was before I told you? No, I mean, she never say it. <laughs> no, she never introduces herself. Quite rude. Her name tag is up here, Mikey. All right, so. She doesn't have a name tag. Nadia is following him. Well, it's because Ben Foster, he runs in all these people in the ship, and he's like, I've got to save the ship in the reactor. And right. they've all been Just up for real years. loudly. Yes. Yeah, he's like banging some stuff <laughs> on the way. He jumps up to like high five one of the boards. <laughs> he's like an eight-year-old who's trying right. to touch the top of door frames. Right, exactly. Yeah. Like running out of the football stadium, like just patting. Everybody just looks at him like, what are you talking? Shut (laughs) up. (laughs) You know what the stakes are. Well, and so he sees. We are the stakes. Yeah. Medium rare. (laughs) So he sees another body hanging and we think it's dead, but he's not. He opens his eyes and it's Norman Reedus. It is Norman Reedus. It is Norman Reedus from The Walking Dead. And he's from Flight Team Six. So he was the crew that Ben Foster was supposed to relieve when his like five years or whatever was up. And he's like, what the fuck? You just woke up. You don't know what's going on either. And yeah, Norman Reedus is like, I know just as much as you, man. Exactly. I have no idea what's happening. He knows a little more. Well, because he's caught in a trap. But yeah, so <laughs> anyway, so Ben Foster cuts him down. They have a quick conversation. Which is basically Norman Reedus, Norman Reedus saying, I'm leaving your ass right now if you don't follow me. Fuck you. Yeah, well, and, and I don't he think Norman Yeah, Yeah. Yeah, he does he get He does oil oily. up because he's like, and this is where Norman Reedus says, I'm trying to get the scent off of me mm-hmm. because apparently they can smell you or whatever. Right. And then he's like, you're on your own. I'm going to go hide somewhere because right. the Reavers are coming. Yeah. And so we Ben Foster sees the monsters coming and they're running and Norman Reedus just takes off and Ben yeah. Foster stands and tries to shoot him. But I think he runs off too. Yeah. He doesn't end up shooting him. He just runs away. Yeah. And yeah. they I fall down. I think there down are just and- too many to fight. Like the, yeah. you can't overwhelm With your that non-violent man, right? riot gun. Yeah. It's, yeah. A, right. it's a non-lethal weapon. What are you doing? And so now they're running and they're like jumping over things and he falls down into this grate and Norman Reedus is down there hiding too. Too. They find Norman Reedus. They do. He's caught in like a foot booby trap or, so, or like a neck booby oh, they, trap. Yeah, they wrap a thing around his neck. So they yank him mm-hmm. up and he just gets eaten. While this is happening. You mean um, Norman eat us. Oh, oh, shit. 
this is pretty gross because you see them eating it out really of his is. stomach <laughs> and you like see it. It's really gross. Yeah. But Ben Foster gets up behind them and goes to try and shoot one, but there's like glass in between yeah. them. Yeah, he was actually behind a window. Anyway, so that shot notifies the Reavers that Ben Foster's right there. So they start mm-hmm. now chasing him again. And they stare each other down through the glass. Yes. Who I guess was the captain, right? The main, yeah, the main from, the, from the very from the beginning, very first yeah, scene, yeah. like the headhunter, I think. And anyway, so, so Ben Foster, that, this is when he gets his foot stuck in a trap, and he falls yep. way, way, way down. I mean, ultimately, getting his foot stuck in the trap is what saves his life, exactly, because yeah, yeah. he doesn't fall all the way to the bottom. He just starts to hang, and he grabs onto the side of the, the wall there, mm-hmm. and then the reavers start pulling him back they up. They do, and then a guy with a hood yanks him back in and saves yes. him and cuts the thing off of his foot. And right. he's not speaking English, but he looks real cool. Do you know what language he was speaking? No. I don't know either. I think it was just gibberish. I Like, you would think they had, like, a translator. Here's what bothers me about movies like this. We have translators that you can just speak into and it'll mm. play whatever. That's 200 years in the future and they haven't invented that technology. They haven't invented incredible crank you technology. You can't crank something right. that small. Does yeah, I you <laughs> Mikey, let me prove to you you can. Okay. I called him ag because he says he's from agriculture. Yeah, he's in the agricultural yeah. department. And I don't know if he ever, maybe we missed it, but I don't know if he and Nadia ever introduced themselves. But anyways, he's real helpful and he doesn't speak English but he's just saved Ben Foster and Ben Foster like, okay, I'm going to go get help. I'm going to try to save the ship. I guess he tells him to stay here, but he's just off. Yeah, they can't communicate. He is a badass. The motherfucker knows Krav Maga or something. <laughs> yeah, he does. He's an, actually, the actor is an MMA fighter. Oh, is he? Oh, yeah, okay. I'm not yeah, sure what that, the actor's name is. His fighting is impressive in the movie. So now, Dennis Quaid is hearing noises and he closes the air vent and we oh start to God, hear that yeah. his nose is bleeding. Yes. We start to see that his nose is Which bleeding. Which is more Pandorum sign. It is. Shaky hands, nosebleed. Yep. And so now, Ben Foster finds a housing container full of silver and he almost falls again. Full of silver? It's just like, I guess it's like frozen stuff, but everything's silver in this room. Frozen. It's like he went to like a... The lights are off, basically. A gl- it's like he got the diamond cream from Arrested Development. Just all over the room. Oh, yeah. right. And so now the lady, Nadia, is Ooh, there Nadia. and they fight and she pushes him out the door. Oh my God, he falls so far again. He does. And now Ag is there to save the day and now Ag and Nadia are fighting. Yeah, because Ag and it's not that Ag and Ben became friends, but they there's friends. some solidarity there, right? They bonded. Because they realize they're both against the Reavers and the enemy of my enemy is my friend exactly. sort of thing. They haven't really spoke, but Who they're on the same side. Who is not against the, like, the cannibals? Like, not they all should be united Dude, against when that cannibal yeah. dies, the cannibals eat the cannibals. Right. So, like, if you're, they're like sharks. If you're dying, they're going to fuck you up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, so this is when Ben Foster shoots the thing up in the air and he gives his pod Tannis Tendence Day speech and they all join teams. That was supposed to be Independence <laughs> Day, but she uh Tannis Tendence Day. <laughs> Oh, I got oh, it. Man, I wish I laughed I wish I laughed at your jokes like you laugh at your jokes. <laughs> My jokes are for me. Though. I really like this moment because Ben was like, I know it's been every man for yourself, but yeah. I am here now with my pumpy gun and we're gonna <laughs> save the reactor. Yeah, I thought this part was actually a little cheesy. I didn't. I thought it was good. I, I thought it was a little cheesy too. But Bill only Pullman be- can pull it off. That's the thing. Exactly. We need Bull Pullman. I thought it was cheesy because there's no way he doesn't get up from that fall not going, oh, I know. 
There's no way he didn't break every rib in this movie. So we have the end of Tana's day speech. <laughs> yes. There you go. And Fossil unites the two other people who are both being nice to him and fighting for no reason anyway. And now fighting each other. Yeah. Yeah. But so now they're all on board and they've got kind of like a little Scooby team. Because when the woman was fighting Ben Foster, she asked if he was okay when he fell. Right. Which tells me, yeah, that happened. I didn't right. realize that. Okay. So now they got to get to the reactor and now they're on the team and they find out that he's a medical engineer and the plan is to fire the reactor. And she says they'll never make it because they're going the wrong direction. And she says she didn't go down that far because nobody ever comes back. So she knows where the reactor is. Yeah, so they're going to follow never her. ask for directions. So we find out now Ben Foster can fly the ship and land it because he's part of the flight crew. Or can he? Uh, no, well, I think he probably can. He's no, on he the flight crew. That would make sense. He can't fly the ship, though, because the ship has crashed into the ocean. No, you can fly the ship. All you well, got to do is... Yeah, you got to turn the crank and it's going to fly right out. <laughs> It'll be fine. Yeah. Exactly. Mousetrap technology, full effect. <laughs> <laughs> so they're going down. They hear the monsters coming. And this is a real tense scene. And I wasn't quite sure what was going on with it. But she's waiting. She's got her hand. She's like waiting to oh, open no. the door. Yeah. They're trying to get into her house more yeah. or less because she is like a um, protector of what is essentially DNA Noah's shark. Right. Noah's Sorry. Ark. Noah's Ark. <laughs> Noah's Ark. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Foreshadowing for them being in the ocean the whole time. Yes. Ooh. But they have to wait for a power surge. Oh, that's so they go what out. Yeah. They go out and they're waiting. She has yeah. her hand in place for it to read her tattoo so she can get in mm. and she has her hand on it and they're just waiting for the power to come back on during the power surge and right. the reavers are coming up behind them and then the power starts to surge. They're able to get in and close the door before the reavers can get up. And right. this is the nicest part of the ship. It really Holy is. Shit, yeah, all of a sudden nice. the lights are on. Why would she even leave this part? I know. Uh, I don't to know. To find Ben Foster's. So well, she goes in and it's like she's in this. Foster some bins. <laughs> oh yeah. She's in this giant cerebro kind of thing. She's in a big chamber and has all these uh, white lights and each light is a plant or animal <laughs> specimen that they're taking to the new planet. And because of the power outages, they've lost 30% of the, the specimen. Yeah. She's also bred crickets to eat in this place. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And they eat crickets. Yeah. The room disconnects from the hallway. Did you guys see that? Yeah. Yeah. So it's, it's like Cerebro. Yeah. It's by itself. It, it looks like, have you ever seen that scene in the Matrix when like... Neo wakes up originally and it's just like a bunch of pods yeah, on the yeah, wall. Yeah, it does look so like, like that. So like the DNA pods were there and they had like every species from Earth on the walls mm-hmm. and, and because cool. of the power outages they lost about 30%. Yeah. It did sound like they had some way to revive those if they could get the power back no, on. No, I think she was saying like we're going to lose the rest if we don't get the power. Maybe that right. was it too. It's like when you like freeze eggs and if the power goes out the eggs die. Okay, so they're eating the grasshoppers and she's talking about the ship and she's saying you know, we I think we've been asleep longer than you think we have this ship was built to outlast like our children's children is what she yeah, says. yeah it was okay so now dennis quaid wakes up and hears something in the tubes the fallopian tubes actually <laughs> sort of yes yeah. yeah because he sees like a hand and somebody's saying ah. reminded me of the scene where Jean, jim carrey comes out the elephant oh, oh, oh my yeah. god yes or when danny devito comes out of the couch and it's all <laughs> yeah. sunny Philadelphia. i love both of those things so this mm. strapping young officer just birthed out of the ship yeah, yeah and his name is what, Jen? Gallo. Mm. Winky blinky. It's like one letter away from the gallows. Mm-hmm. He says he came from the bridge. And then right. Dennis Quaid asked him what happened. And then we're cutting back to our Survivor Scooby team. And Survivor Scooby team? Who is that? 
That's the Ben that's Foster. Nadia Ben Foster. I'd like and, to consider them a Dungeons and Dragons party on the way of the reactor. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I would say if we did break this down for D and D, Ben Foster would be your healer because he can fix the ship. Yep. Nadia would be your rogue, and he can't fight. But, uh, yeah, he can fight. He's okay. not great at it though. They He's not beat as good that as, guy up, and then he finishes him. He steals the kill. He cherry picks mm-hmm. that kill for sure. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, so then you have Ag, and he's like your tank. He's the guy who can take it and dish it out. And of right. course, Nadia is more like a rogue because she can do a lot of damage and she's quick and she escapes. Yeah, that's what I mean. She's mm-hmm. like she can move. Well, welcome back to D and D Story Hour. And she's got some nice nope, nope. eyes. Uh, she does. She nice does have nice blue eyes. eyes. Uh, yeah. They're brown, Mikey. <laughs> <laughs> that's a joke. I'm going to run the entire <laughs> length of this podcast. You know what? I think brown eyes can be very, very pretty. So they're walking our survivor team. They're going into a big room full of stasis pods and some yes. are empty and some are still full. So it's like Ben Foster, Nadia and Ag. Right, right. Yeah. And, this, and they say this is the hunter's main hunting ground because this is where people come out of their pods. Yeah, they just randomly they just wake up. Going on. Yeah, well, so they're seeing the empty pods and he's having these flashes of his wife and he says the family members aren't here. This is where the family, this isn't where the family members were kept. Um, And so then they fall into a big pod puddle of gross gooey body parts yeah and what, this was very descent this reminded me of descent because it's just like when she got in the pool mm-hmm. of blood or whatever that was uh-huh. but it's both ben foster and nadia who are in there mm-hmm. and there's a reaver who's chasing them i think it's the captain reaver mm-hmm. and, and no it's not because oh is it not oh we're that's gonna right see him in a minute that's yeah. right because they end up killing this one yeah but, but they're just waiting it out yeah, yeah and, and ang, pa- ang went to go chill ag is hunting that reaver oh is he which really? we'll come back here in a okay. second yeah. because they jump in the pool of blood nadia and Ben, right? There's like a spinny thing that separates them uh-huh. from the bad... Like uh, a turbine fan, yeah. fan blades. It's like a big box. It thing. is, uh-huh. yeah. So this, uh, as the power is surging, so everything has power again, it spins that blade so he can't jump in and kill them. Mm-hmm. So he just walks away. The power goes off. Ben gets out and steals the flashlight from Nadia, I guess. Yeah, it doesn't help her out. Doesn't help her out. But no, it actually works out. It does work out. I think that may have been sort of planned, although it, they don't talk about it, so it just feels like he's being a huge dick to Nadia. Right. But anyway, so Ben, who can't fight, is, and I think that may have been, Nadia but was he like... He hears a noise, he's like, point the flashlight at him. Like, yeah. what are you going to do there? I, yeah. I think Nadia was like, why don't you go first? Right. <laughs> because she's going to use him as bait because right. she knows he can't fight, but oh. she can't. He gets pushed back into his stasis pod or a stasis pod. And this is when Nadia jumps up and starts kicking ass. And, yeah. then, and then Ag jumps in and they're all fighting this guy at the same time. And yes. they keep stabbing him and slashing him. And it's not really doing a whole lot of damage. Nadia and Ag do most of the fighting. Ben Foster gets a, a couple of kills. Ben does, Foster gets, gets the big kill at the end. He, t- he gets he, the big stab at the end. You're because right. Because they've already like beaten the, yeah, the he cherry down. picks this. He's yeah. the guy who stands right next to the goal. Someone kicks it to him and he taps it in. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I mean, but like, they have like already cut his arm off and he's still not really reacting yeah, to not it. Not Ben Foster, mind you. The other people cut yeah, his arm off. Yeah, but this is where we truly learn that the Reavers are badasses. Yes. Like they can take a lot of pain. They're mm-hmm. just insane. They're very strong. So finally, Ben Foster stabs him right through the heart and then they just jump on him and just start stabbing him over and over and over again. And I was which like, is the right thing to do. Yeah, I was like, yeah. that's how you take care of it. You stab yeah. it until you're 1,000% sure it's dead. Yeah, if dude from Hills Have Eyes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then they start to see the now Captain Reaver. Yeah, the and head the Captain Reaver. Reaver is by himself on top of this thing. Yeah. And he's just like hitting a pole or something mm-hmm. to make like a loud ringing noise. Mortal Kombat! Yeah, he's actually like a cultural icon for, for them. cannibal culture. Yeah. yeah. 
Yeah. Absolutely. Because he's calling other Reavers to come help and attack. And, yeah. and they do. the camera starts to pan up and you see a bunch of Reavers start to cr- climb up to where he is. And it mm-hmm. there's a shitload of them. Yeah. And Ben's like, uh, we should run. Uh-huh. <laughs> and they do. Shit. This was horrible, man. As they're running, one of the pods starts oh, to yeah. open. And this guy who's been asleep for 300 years or whatever mm-hmm. wakes up to Reavers ripping him apart. Yeah. yeah. And the Reavers are also eating their dead comrade yes yes Mm -hmm. which also shows that they're more like animalistic fun fact about that guy that opens up in the pod that is ben foster's brother oh really yeah john foster it didn't seem like he recognized him no, he, he didn't seem to, to care him. about it at all. <laughs> dude. I, I will say, I feel like he did a fine job acting like a dude who was getting eaten. I feel so too. I mean, he's not an actor, but I think he did a fine job. I yeah. really believed it. But he got stabbed in the head real cool by the head cannibal. Yeah. He does, yeah. And, which is good because it puts him out of his misery. Yeah. There is some compassion in cannibal culture. He, right. Well, he's the, he's the pillar. <laughs> so as John Foster is dying, his brother Ben, Nadia, and Ag are getting the fuck out of Dodge. Right. Right, right. And so now we cut back to Dennis Quaid, who's checking on Gallo, and we find out he's on team four, and he says he comes from the bridge, but he doesn't know what's going on. He doesn't know where they are. Or does he? And he says... It was Pandorum, and he had to defend himself against the other two captains. Yeah, because the other two people on flight team four had Pandorum, is what he's saying. Dennis Quaid said, oh, I don't know about that. That's pretty unlikely. Yeah. Right. (laughs) Yeah. Um, and so now we're back with the gang. They're in a fog. They hear more noises. They found a hatch. They go through the hatch and they're in a chamber that they seal up. Right. There's a, there's a guy in there. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. yeah. And okay. he's the yeah, chef. Yeah, yeah. 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 I don't know what his name is. But this is chef. a trope that you often see, I think, in these kind of po- post-apocalyptic zombie kind of things is there's the guy that you think is going to help you who turns out to be just as bad as the monsters, just in a different way. Yeah. And because you trusted him. Yeah. And there. <sighs> and I say that I think it's well done here. They definitely did the critical family. On their intuition check because he's like, I'll cook for you. And he like mm-hmm. sends down cups of stuff. Oh, yeah. no. And I was only, like, no, immediately. He's going to kill them. Only yeah. Ag was drinking that stuff. Both Ben and Nadia were like, fuck that. They were I'm being a little skeptical. That. Of yeah. Well, that makes he, sense because the tank is usually the dumb one. That is true, actually. Mm-hmm. So while they are being um, fed, not drugged at all, we're learning some stuff. We are. Yeah. yeah. Nadia is talking. She's given a little bit of this exposition dump. Yes. And she's talking about why she thinks the monster what she thinks the monsters are. I like this. I did too. I did too. So the, um, the thing that he pulled out of his arm at the very beginning, that was like giving him like fluids and like life sustaining. It was keeping him alive, but they were also giving some kind of chemical that was supposed to help them adapt to Tannis when they landed. Yeah. And so what happened is because they woke up so early, they started adapting to the ship. And so they are just kind of devolved humans. Yeah. Well, cause it speeds up human evolution. Right. Right. Yeah. And so So now they've turned into these monsters. Yeah, they turned into uh, humans evolved to live on a ship. Right. forever right exactly yeah. and to eat humans and, yeah yeah all right so dennis quaid now is going to try to give gallo a sedative because he's kind of freaking out a little bit and he's and gallo is explaining to him what pandorum is and we've already kind of talked about this a little bit yeah uh, but he's saying you how would you react if you knew the truth so now we know there's some shit that we're about to figure out in a little bit and so we get kind of a double exposition story dump because the chef is telling this kind of like cave painting story it literally is like a it's like yeah. carved into the side of his his level because he's right. like 
I don't know, 20 feet above them on a ledge uh-huh. where all of his cooking shit is. Right. And they're down below him. And he's like looking at the wall behind him where he's carved in the story of Elysium. He's telling the story, but Gallo is also telling the story at the same time. Yeah, but in, it's going in and out of this story. Yeah, it's coming back with, between Dennis Quaid, Gallo, and the chef. And I like how they tell the story, too. So what they're saying is Earth is gone, and they got that transmission from the very beginning. And so that's when they find out that Earth no longer exists and that there were three commanding officers, which I imagine were the three flight crew. I think it was just the flight crew. It was their shift, yeah. And so we find out that one of them killed the other two and didn't go back to sleep when he was supposed to to wake the other ones up. And so he was just kind of playing with all these people. He would like wake them up and kill them or just be evil with him and he kind of started to get this god complex because he's like well the human race i'm all that's left of the human race i control everyone on this ship exactly which is everyone in the universe well that we know of right and so we started to see like in the pictures it's like this guy and he's got these sun kind of lines coming out of his head yeah and so what he did was he freed people and then he sent them down to the cargo bay and they just kind of had to fend for themselves and that's when they started mutating into these monsters yeah i think i'm saying all that right the mural that we see on isaac hayes's wall or chef's wall Mm -hmm. is Mm -hmm. like the apotheosis of gallo right Mm -hmm. and then we see uh or he tells the story of he sort of got bored with it right and he went back to sleep yes and the evil continued to grow and be more evil and you know get more and more evil right and that's when they started to feed off the humans that were popping open you know just randomly Mm -hmm. yeah so that's the story and so then they i missed when they passed out he gasses them too yeah oh that's right because they don't drink it so oh yeah because when he's telling the story you see ag is drinking and he's like man this is elizy yum (laughs) (laughs) am i right (laughs) but they don't pass out because they were drinking it because ben foster and nadia don't drink anything because they're right. smart yeah he does gas just them. had those crickets earlier they don't need anything <laughs> exactly yeah, we're full. we had many- a cricket yeah the chef gases them they pass out yeah and then you see them wake up and, and ben foster's upside down yeah they're all upside they're down all, well yeah they yeah. are but you only see ben foster originally they yeah. look like they're in a meat locker yes yeah and they basically are because but now they really we find are out just where they were sitting before just upside just down now tied upside out. down yeah and chef is now down there and he's gonna eat them and uh, then ben foster mm-hmm. starts explaining that he can save the ship yeah ben and, foster goes on his reactor spiel again but honestly he like ben foster I, he doesn't do anything he though. saves he doesn't everybody even save the reactor he does this at the end that's how all technology works in this world. <laughs> For those of you who couldn't see, because this is a podcast medium. <laughs> Mikey did uh, some Mikey kind of fisting just... move. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Jen, that's fair. Continue, <laughs> No, I just mean he doesn't fight. All he does is tell people, I've got to get the reactor. Don't kill me. Then he gets there. She, d- Nadia does all the work. He comes in. Cranks it two times and is like, there, I saved you. We'll, we'll get there, Adrian. but he does <laughs> some pretty gross stuff to get to that reactor. But he didn't need to. He could just tell That's her, true. just crank the thing on the right. You know, he could have just said that. Yeah. <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll get there. You're not wrong about that. Yeah. All right. So Ben Foster saves them from this situation by convincing him not to eat them because he's going to go save the ship. Right. Yes. And this is also where we realize that we don't have weeks or months. We have an 
hour like before the shit yeah, blows yeah. up. And then we find out a little bit later that it's actually like 47 minutes. And, yeah. and you know he's a cannibal because he's like, I'm about to make steaks out of your girlfriend. Right. Yeah. Which is like a big commitment because no, they haven't really labeled their relationship yet. No. No. But now they have to have the conversation. Yeah, now they have, made to have the weird. conversation. Are we going to yeah. be exclusive yeah. or yeah. are you going to put out to ag? Like, what's Are you going to repopulate the earth with just me or with other guys? Yeah. And honestly, I would get it. Ag can get it. Yeah, I can get it too. And he can defend you. He can actually fight. <laughs> yeah. Think about, Foster's pretty dreamy though. If I was going to partner up with someone at the end of the world, they have to fight. Dude, motherfucker, if you had to partner up with someone just settling a new planet. It would be someone like Ag. It would not be someone like Ben Foster. But they, there's a language barrier. We Make see him. We see him oh, in his underwear at the beginning. Ben Foster does have a big old dick in uh-huh. this movie. Ben Foster is just a Civil War soldier out of place in time. Every time I see him in a movie, I'm like, how did this Civil War soldier get into space? Yeah. Where's did his the vampires white let him jacket? go yet? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, now they try to get in touch with Dennis Quaid again, and he finds out they're on the other side of the ship. Yeah, he's like, how the hell did you get there? Yeah, and that's when they find out we have 47 minutes before total system failure. Right. And they're going through tunnels, and they find a child hunter. Oh, yeah. Who jumps down and well, starts, like, hunting shit. They become a party of four. Chef right. agrees to oh, come and right. takes the riot gun and the flashlight. Yeah, so yes. what part of the D&D squad is he? Bad. Well, no, okay, so he joins the party because someone else is going to have to die, and you don't want anyone else exactly. in the party that you, you already like have to die. Yeah. But so we see the child hunter and we find out these monsters are breeding now. Yes. When we saw the kid hunter, the first thing I said was, oh, kill that kid immediately. <laughs> and had they done that, they would have had a much easier rest of the walk to the core and Ag wouldn't be dead. Exactly. See, Nadia's biological clock is ticking. So she says, don't kill him. He's a child. She doesn't want to think him to think that she doesn't want kids. Right. She wants to try to reel mm-hmm. him in a little bit. That's a conversation they haven't had yet, but they just have some. Yeah, they haven't been on their yeah. first mm-hmm. date, so they haven't brought up. Do you want to have kids? They yet? have on their first date. They ate those crickets. They did eat those crickets, Todd. Yeah. And she was kind of implied it. She's like, "Look at all the DNA around me. Like this is all terminology that she wants to settle down." Is it? I don't know. She's tried to kill him a couple of times. That's foreplay. Yeah. A good relationship has good fights. All right. So now they're wandering around and they find out where the families were. And this is when Ben Foster remembers that his wife didn't come with him. So stayed on Earth. Yeah. I'm not exactly sure what happened with this, but it doesn't really matter because now the motivation for him to find his wife is gone. I think it was just because they wanted to then establish that he was romantically available for Nadia. (laughs) And also the need to go searching for the wife is no longer there. So it is, we just got to get to the reactor. Yeah. Hot take. Are we just told her that? Oh my God. She's actually on the ship. (laughs) (gasps) Maybe she's one of the mutants. He was, that could be too. I I thought that's what the turn was going to be. Yeah. But yeah, he just like, you know what? Nadia's a lot hotter than my wife. I'm just going to pretend like I don't have a wife on the ship. She didn't come on the ship. So. You will. All right. Okay. But they, <laughs> they do find Dennis Quaid's wife. Yes, they and do. And it says Mrs. Peyton, so we're for sure knowing. No, it's yes. Maria. Marianne. Whatever. This is when I think he starts to remember or something. This is when things kind of just start going back and forth a lot. So I'm kind of have yeah. tried to consolidate. This whole movie head. is just Dennis Quaid be like, uh, come in, Ben Foster. Have you fixed the reactor yeah, yet? Have right. you done everything yeah, yet? I, I've been sitting here quite a while and like, these hot pockets aren't going to warm themselves exactly, up. Exactly, dude. And there's this teenager who keeps talking to me and he's kind of annoying. Yeah, he is the worst. Yeah. yeah. Millennials. Am I right? <laughs> 
<laughs> All right. So we're back to Quaid. Gallows is starting to get some Pandorum, and he's suggesting that they all launch themselves into space, just like in the Eden show. Yeah, this is where you start to see his nose bleeding, too. Yeah, it's it's starting to like really bleed and like run yeah. down his face. Oh, he's like, like, why would we do that? That's like suicide. Right. He's like, but it'll buy us a couple of days because he knows they only have 47 minutes left, and Dennis Quaid is incapable of doing anything for himself, so he's got to wait for Ben Foster to get back and save the day. <laughs> So now they get to the reactor. Are we there yet? Are we yeah, there? there's a lot of... Okay. Wait, wait. Let's finish talking about the whole conversation between Dennis Quaid and Gallows. Yeah, because there's a lot of this that happens and it's cut back and forth. So let's talk about this first because it just is like a, si- a series of... It's like a crescendo of dramatic effect, right? Yes, yeah. So uh, while we're cutting back between Ben Foster and that D&D party at the, at the core, mm-hmm. we're also seeing Dennis Quaid and... Gallo argue yeah and Dennis Quaid and Gallo are sort of like yelling at each other Gallo was like we need to go get yeah. in the stasis pod let's shoot him shoot off and mm-hmm. we'll go and then he sort of gets Dennis Quaid to put in the code to get him into a stasis pod right and Gallo gets in and he mm-hmm. he like has this sedative to his neck is that kind what that's of. Sh- yeah, yeah, yeah he has like a shot like yeah. a medicine shot mm-hmm. I think it was a sedative and he says you know put in the, the code to shoot me into space or whatever so right. he puts Dennis Quaid puts in the code Gallows gets in the stasis pod and then it shuts but doesn't shoot into, sp- into space right but the stasis pod says simulation yeah. launch Quaid made the decision to simulate the launch not do a real one yeah. I would have uh-huh. just launched him into space well that's All all space psychosis is just we just launch it now yeah we gotta get rid of it we gotta cut out this cancer (laughs) i mean this is a real crisis moment and like we can't have him try to kill everybody i agree but listen there are clear reasons why he couldn't shoot him into space (laughs) and we'll get to it right all right so now it cuts to ben and the dnd party yeah at the core yes and now we see that all the creepy crawlies live down in just a big pile right next to the you might call it a corgi we did call it a corgi (laughs) Todd, and well, I you wrote say it down. We, but what you meant is I did. Of course. Well, you <laughs> said it the first time. They're attracted to the reactor's warmth. They that are, probably yeah. could be true. I, I mean, I think there was a throwaway line about that. And this oh, reminded me a lot of the descent, too, because it's just a pile of these creepy yes. crawlies and they're all asleep. But it is, like you were saying before, very animalistic. They uh, yes. sleep on each other. I think we're in no position to judge their cannibal culture. <laughs> wow. <laughs> so anyway, they're trying to get over to the core and Ben Foster and Nadia are trying to go across this walkway bridge that's right. a thousand years old so mm. it breaks and Ben is holding on and Ag gets over there and holds the walkway, right? Yeah, like yeah, one yeah. side's connected, one side's the not. The catwalk. Yeah. There you go. Mm-hmm. So he's trying to do a little turn on the catwalk and mm. it breaks and Ag runs over there and grabs it and he's holding it in place. Yeah. But Ben still falls down, but mm-hmm. Nadia does get across. No, yeah, right. Nadia takes off after he holds it and like yeah. badass rogues it over there. She's yeah. too sexy. That's mm-hmm. how she got Oof, there. She's too sexy for that catwalk. Yeah. And so now Ben Foster falls down and he puts his little sexy costume on, which I think is made of like human skin. Yeah, or it was something. a human skin. It was a it was a Buffalo Bill costume. <laughs> is it Buffalo Bill? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. It looked yeah. like a t shirt on his head, but then skin and stuff wrapped around. He want, he wanted to look Leather like Leatherface is more what you're looking for. Oh, okay. Yeah. I don't know. I'm but yeah, Hello. he does put like a human suit on yeah, and, and then starts to crawl over the creepy crawly descent reavers. And, yes. at, and at this point, Todd was like, well, how come they're not waking up? And I was like, their culture is they sleep in a big pile. So yeah. people are going to sneak off to pee in the middle of the night. They're going to crawl over people. Mm-hmm. I think they just pee in that pile. Ben Foster's climbing the ladder. Chef drops the flashlight, or you might say the other shoe drops. Ah. <laughs> and all the reavers start waking up. Yes. Yeah. In response, Ag drops the catwalk on 
on them, kills a bunch. They all look at Ag, and he like challenges. He goes, Argh! yeah, he does he like a very, them. he yeah. does yeah, a yell and, and he takes runs. off, and they yeah. all right. chase Ag. One doesn't. One finishes climbing up, but Nadia stabs him. Yes. He falls back down. Yeah. Right, and then Ben Foster to save the reactor pushes one button, and then the reactor sinks. Yeah, he like pulls it out, turns it, and pushes it back yeah. in. Totally could have told the other two how to do it, just in yeah. case something happened to him in the future. Glad he got that advanced degree in space engineering so he could pull up one handle and then put it back down. It is like if your car broke down, you open the hood and there was an on-off switch in the off position. Mm. And you're like, oh, I can fix this. It's basically like if you flip a circuit, like a circuit breaker. <laughs> yeah, at your yeah. house. You're like, hold on, guys. I'm the engineer. Uh, I can Click. fix it, babe. Don't worry. Uh, I got this. Yeah, it Meanwhile, is very she's much fighting like that. all the creepy crawlies off. She's literally stabbing <laughs> Reavers while he's turning the off switch back on. Yeah, yes. she and Ag do prepare the way. Yeah, Chef has just packed his knives and got Then the, the reactor out of turns there. on and for some reason destroys a bunch of the creatures. Well, it had to vent a bunch of something That's what or other. It is. So yeah. what he does is really just vent something out of the it's reactor. Reactorness. So it can restart. <laughs> yeah. And then the reactor restarts and all the power in the ship comes back on. It causes yes. quite a reaction. Yes. Yeah. Ooh, you might say. Yeah, you would. And so then Ben Fox <laughs> This is when he puts her hand his hand on her head and I don't like it. All right. It wasn't sexual. It wasn't I know. like they were making out. He grabbed her by the head and moved her back to take but yeah. I just saw that and I was like, nope. You he was literally out. trying to save her from like hurting herself. That's what they all say. <laughs> so now we're back oh. to Dennis Quaid and Gallo is trying to get out of the stasis pod. Yeah, he's like, because there's no danger anymore. The right. ship's not going to blow up. Now Reaver wants out of the exactly, stasis pod. Exactly, because right. now Dennis Quaid can get onto the bridge. Right. And this is when the Crawleys are chasing Ben Foster. Ag is still alive and he's fighting the head, the main head hunter. This is the coolest action part of the film. I thought it was great. And I'm not, is that the guy with all the arms? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, yeah, I didn't love this part because <laughs> Goro, or the captain of the Reavers, throws Ag a weapon to use. Yeah. And I thought that that was really uncharacteristic of that of like cannibal race culture. Uh, yeah. Right. Well, or, flip side, counterpoint, there's only an alpha male. And he was like, if you're going to alpha male me, take a gun. I would take a weapon. We got to have a fair fight for the alpha. <sighs> I yeah. mean... Okay. I just didn't love it. It didn't feel like what a true cannibal would do in that situation. Well, as long as he eats him at the end, you're still in the cannibalistic territory. I mean, you're still in that yeah, you're still in that counterculture of cannibalism, sure. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, everyone in this scene was kung fu fighting. It was cool. <laughs> that egg was fast as lightning. So they, they struggle back and forth yeah, and they do all that. And then, yeah. But then he loses his weapon and the cannibal has him and then bites him in the stomach. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. Oh yeah, and Ag breaks off that thing like a part like of his... Like one of his Bowser things. Yeah, yeah one of his Stabbing in his throat yeah. from behind him. And then he mm-hmm. stabs him in the brain stem and the guy yeah. dies. Yeah. And, and then dies. the captain dies. And then we <sighs> see little baby... Um, baby Reaver. Baby Reaver, yeah. yeah. And she comes up and she's just looking all cute. And Wasn't then, she? Yeah, she was. She's she had looking big, cute for a baby Reaver. She had like puppy dog eyes. You're right. Yeah, she looks like And that. a blade behind her well, back. Yeah, and then yeah. Ag's like, I guess I won't kill her. Yeah, and then, oh, slashes him to the throat. I called that. Yeah, you did. I was like, he's going to die because yeah. of compassion. But he got his moment. Fun fact that baby reaver is the director's daughter oh yeah all right so now dennis quaid is just freaking out in the in the room he's been in this whole time i thought the scene was pretty cool because i I, did too i suspected that they were the same person because i started saying it a little while into the movie did you Mm -hmm. oh well then yeah i I I thought he wasn't real that's what it was. That yeah. it was like and I thought it was that they were the same person. Right. But I honestly, I never really try and figure that stuff out. I right. like for the movie to explain it all. And mm-hmm. it does. And I like this part of the movie because 
it does a good job explaining it. I think so too. And I think the reveal that they're the same person is pulled off well. Lots of movies do that and it just yeah. looks real dumb. They start, I agree. They start wrestling and then Todd mm-hmm. pointed out that the, both actors reading the same lines when they're it talking is. to uh-huh. each other. So which, they, they use the audio. Like mm-hmm. they're both saying the exact same lines and they merge the audio together and, and did like some phaser delay yeah. on it. So yeah. it's like echoey. It's pretty cool. And they're wrestling around with the uh, sedative. They're the wrestling around with the sedative, sedative shot yeah. and uh, trying to see who will sedate wrestling the other. Wrestling around with their feelings. Mm. They are. They're yeah. two men, really just one man, right? fighting mm-hmm. with yep. his inner demons. Because Gallows has gotten out somehow because he was never really in there. And I right. like the way they're representing this mental condition that he's having, too, yeah. is that he's been talking to himself the whole time. Yeah, the moment you know that is when Gallo is still in the stasis pod mm-hmm. and Dennis Quaid mutes the stasis pod, but he can still hear him. Mm-hmm. You're like, oh, that's what it is. I didn't notice that. Yeah, I yeah, noticed yeah. everything. Interesting. Yeah. You that- do notice a lot of that stuff. All right, so then there are, so their arms are right next to each other, and we see that the tattoo is the same. Yes, and it merges. And it merges, and so it's the same arm. And then yeah. he gives Maybe. himself the no. sedation. He does give himself the sedative shot. And then he feels better. He's more competently crazy. Well, he is more, let's just say, it's like when someone's an alcoholic, but they're functional. No, I would just say he's less of two minds. <laughs> <laughs> but this is when Chef runs in, and he's like, I don't know who you are, but there's a lot of reavers coming. Exactly. And then um, and you're a human. Yeah. And then Dennis Quaid's like, oh, hey, it's nice to meet you and stabs him in the yeah. eye with the needle. Yeah, it's sad. It's like but a nail I mean, gun or something. He kills a cannibal. He so does. I can't feel yeah. I mean, I'm bad. okay but with that. Too not bad. a fan of chef. So happy to see him go. And like, you can learn to cook. That's not something we're going to need uh, on Tannis. Can yeah. you learn to cook with motor oil? We'll figure it out. <laughs> <laughs> well, now it's just Ben Foster and Nadia. They come back and they just in time get through the door that evil Dennis Quaid has closed on them, yeah. but it doesn't get all the way through because one of the creepy crawlies, the Reavers, gets their arm in, and then Ben Foster, non-lethal weapon, but at close range, blasts his head off. Oh, it does kill him, though. Yeah, because yeah. Ben Foster gets blood all over him, yeah. but it does keep that door slightly open. It's right. nice to know Ben Foster did something. <laughs> but Mikey, he flipped a switch. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just saying Nadia did everything in this movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So now Ben Foster remembers it all. <laughs> And we find out that what did you say? I liked your joke. Oh. I'm laughing at your joke. <laughs> all right, so Ben Foster remembers it all, and he says we find out that Gallo was actually Dennis Quaid the, the whole time, time but yeah. a younger version of Dennis Quaid. And so the reason he's old now is because he stayed awake for all of those years. Yeah, we sort of know why. Because the uh, exposition dump that Chef gave. Right. And he killed his crew, which the two people that he was talking about at the beginning. And he was the one that was left over, like the king in the story that Chef was telling. Did you just say that? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Sorry. Welcome to the conversation. I was just so happy that somebody laughed at a joke that I I lost my track. (laughs) And so now he opens the door to show them where they are. Yeah. I called this. there's no oh, wait, stars. Wait. They have moved into the bridge. Yeah. They are. They're in so the bridge. And there's the bridge a dead now. guy, like a mummified guy in one of yes. the chairs. Yeah. So Nadia and Ben walk into the bridge. They don't see Quaid yet. No. They're walking around looking, and then Nadia turns around, and Dennis Quaid's sitting in a chair. Yeah, like the Sam Neill from Event yes. Horizon yeah. turns around. Yes. He still has his eyes, but he's just as evil in his heart. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so, and I wrote down a lot of this because I thought it was really interesting what he well, was saying. Well, this is when Dennis Quaid is trying to convince Ben that Pandorum or the mental condition that is Pandorum is really just enlightenment. Exactly. Right. He says, imagine yourself without the chains of your morality. This isn't freedom. It's Pandorum. Yeah. But the other side of Pandorum is divine clarity. And he's let go of his concept of reality. And he says, life eats life. 
And the ship is a sea, Oangy Blinky, to create a new world. And he's offering him the keys to the kingdom. Yes. And I was just writing it down as you're saying it because I thought it was really interesting. I thought it was really well written. It, I did too. it does read like a crazy person, oh, but right. it's supposed to. As yeah. someone who's talked to someone who's very delusional, this sounds very delusional. Yeah, but yeah. I think it's supposed to. Like, I, I'm convinced that he has lost his mind. Yeah, yeah. but he's yeah. like with 30 other people, he's the head of a cult. You know, that's what they say. Oh, yeah. They're like, let me show you what you could do with this. All you have to do is listen to me and believe me throw aside what you already know okay so now ben foster and dennis quaid are fighting and ben foster's whole like counter speech is there will always be law and i will always hold you accountable and then he pulls one of his teeth out and yeah, he becomes a dentist. So you say he doesn't do anything in this movie. Yeah. He gets to the root of the problem. Oh! oh, oh boo! God damn it, I, I think hate really so what much. he was doing was sticking his teeth into it. Uh, oh, shit. Yeah. Both of those were good jokes. I like it. I don't have a take. No, I really like this part, though, because it's like no morals fighting morals. Molars. I... Like <laughs> nice, nice. He's like, let me show you what it's like to take out a moral. Yeah, Ben Foster goes. Oh, I've had this alligator wrench the whole time. <laughs> he sort of flyers. But what you did not know is, I was secretly a dentist the whole time. <laughs> I like them fighting moral versus no morality. I like Here's that the too. Part a lot. I don't like is when Dennis Quaid's like, but now you're going Pandorum, and then he gets mm-hmm. like weirdly Pandorumed. I, at and the I same didn't time. quite understand what this was. And this was actually when I was thinking maybe those monsters weren't real the whole time. Maybe he was Pandora-me. But I don't think that's right. I think no, it was I just think he was. I, I think he was fine and those monsters were real. And this is just a weird transition. Yeah. So now the door is opening and we're seeing out of the bridge and we find and we see no stars and they're trying to figure out what's going on. And then we see like Ugh. a glowy stingray swimming past and now we think oh, we've been under the sea the whole time. And that this is the Jaws 3 under sequel that we deserve. <laughs> Ben Foster shoots his gun and breaks the glass on the bridge. Yeah. No, 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 no. Okay, so the way that that shakes out is he's got the riot gun and a reaver's trying to get in. He shoots the grate the reaver's trying to crawl through and it kills the reaver, but the grate the top of the grate breaks off and hits the windshield. Yeah. But and that's like, what cracks And it, it. cracks. I don't yeah. know. It's not on purpose. Rated glass is going to be able to sustain that blast. <sighs> yeah. Listen, I get it. It's just a plot device, bro. But yeah, <laughs> yeah. I completely agree with you. So then it's like, whole breach. And then it's, it's, it's raining rain. It's, it's raining ocean. Holes. Hallelujah. <laughs> it's raining <laughs> ocean. Whoa. Hey, hey. Get to a pod. <laughs> yeah. And they do. I, I like the shot of Dennis just like succumbing to like the fact that he was wrong. Right. <laughs> he just the wa- sits in the captain's chair. The truth chair, crashes down. in on yeah, him. Exactly. Yep. Similar. I don't all. think he ever has that I was wrong moment. I, so. I think he just he has says, an I'm dying I'm moment. I'm all wet now. Yeah. <laughs> 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 it's raining truth. <laughs> so Dennis Quaid dies while Ben Foster and Nadia run to a stasis pod. Yeah, and they get back in his stasis pod from the yeah. very beginning. Yeah. Yes, they both get in there. They close it up. It only gets about maybe like chest high of water. Yeah. Uh, and then it starts to eject all the stasis pods mm-hmm. because the hole is breached. Right. And it's just in like self-destruct mode. It's right. not self-destruct mode. It's like just getting rid of all the pods. So that no, yeah, not just like dies. purging, purging yeah. all the stuff. Yeah. And so they've got their little gas mask in the stasis pod so they're going all the way up to the top the water does fill up the stasis yeah. pod and he yeah. puts Which, the mask on Nadia because he's like I didn't really do anything so you're gonna we're gonna need you in Tannis they but yeah they definitely yeah. are gonna need her but yes but um, like also, Rose on the door 
or she just chills out with that mask and doesn't offer it to give it to him. I think it knocks her out. I, I think do she's think when she put it on, it knocks mm. her out. I don't like how the water in the tank fills up even more when they're getting shot out. Because if you were shooting an escape pod into space, it would have to be airtight or it would kill them. Yeah, that's true. So the fact that it fills up more with water as they're getting closer and closer to the surface, I think is they were ridiculous. all cracked in the in the. Yeah, I think you're right. Whatever. Yeah, so but anyways. they do sort of breach out of the water and then kind of splash and hover, yeah. and then the and es- luckily the door just flies off into the air. <laughs> it does. Ben Foster could breathe, and then he yeah. takes the mask off of Nadia, and then they have their moment while uh-huh. they see all the other pods shooting up around them. Yeah. Kind of reminded me of the end of Speed, where like Sandra Bullock uh-huh. and Keanu Reeves are like, "This could probably work." Yeah. 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 You know, we're not supposed to start relationships based on mental trauma. <laughs> well, I got something to tell them. Yeah. You know who's not together in speed too though yeah anyway so we realized that the ship crash landed in the right. ocean right, right next, to the next to the land yeah because part of it's still sticking out 950 yeah. years ago yeah, yeah. a long long time ago yeah. years ago or whatever but that's sort of the end of the movie it, it just, almost is so oh. they pop up and everybody's happy and now we see like the tannis moon and we see the shore and there's a big waterfall and i really like this at the end it says tannis year one population twelve thirteen. yeah because everyone right. else's escape pods came right. and popped out and i I really liked that. I thought it was really sweet. Yeah, it was great. Yeah. Yeah. And and then the part of the ship's over the water. Part of the ship is out of the water, so they could still get in back to the ship. Yeah. And all of the creatures drowned. It implied all the creatures drowned. Yeah. And that's the movie. And yeah. that is the movie. The movie. The roll the credits. I honestly really liked this movie. It was pretty scary, but I feel like it was more sci-fi than horror. It was a scary sci-fi movie to me. Yeah. I would definitely put it under the horror umbrella. Yeah. But yeah, I, would, I, I think, think I would sci-fi say first, first it's a sci-fi movie. Yeah, but I agree. There were some scary moments. This was not a one for me. Yeah. But it wasn't like a nine or anything. But yeah, we'll yeah. get to there when we get to the scary scale. But I I liked it. I thought it was a good plot, good premise. It did sort of feel like a video game, but I've grown up playing those types right. of video games. So yeah. I sort of liked it. We haven't talked about the set, and we talked about that oh, yeah. a lot while Dude, we were watching the movie. The sets were and I was just super impressive. On that. Yeah. yeah. They were huge. It was all, there's a lot of practical effects, except yeah. for like the shaving. And and, but uh, that was still awesome to all allow. Right. It, it, but it was all like a lot of practical effects. The ship still had a weird, like, why would anyone design a spaceship like this right. kind of feel? And so, like, one of the problems we have with a lot of movies is when you can't get a sense of the surroundings of the character. And even in the ship that doesn't really make any logical sense to us, mm-hmm. you can still get a sense of the place in the scene. I did yes. like, And I did like one of the scenes where he, he goes through and it's just like a container ship, like tons mm-hmm. of the truck containers stacked on top. Yeah. Cause that's what probably a right. cargo ship of stuff would look like going yeah. to a new planet. Probably be a little more rain, but yeah. <laughs> that was like the supply yeah. room it's or whatever. Like the cargo yeah. Area. But it was like a cargo ship full of those like big mm-hmm. metal containers. Right. Yeah. But that's it makes sense if it's 900 years without any maintenance that things look real weird. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. I really liked it. I've, I've seen it before. I've so you think before. it held up well? I've seen it a couple times and it held up well this time. After the first time, you know that Dennis Quaid and the guy are the same person. So I had to like not talk about that with you guys yeah but, no, but i think it really holds up and it's a good science fiction movie good horror movie good movie i think overall i think generally mm-hmm. it is a good movie yeah yeah well i really liked this and i think the reason i liked it is because i've been in an ocean and i can connect with this movie. <laughs> holy shit <laughs> i'm kidding oh no God, i did really awesome. <laughs> but no i did really like this movie i i mean technically maybe it's not a space movie because they're on a planet although they, they are, go through space and they're on a different planet yes so, so yeah. i think it definitely qualifies but yes. i don't care One it's a thing, sci-fi movie but i did really like it. I liked all the performances. I thought it was scary. I thought it was cool. And there was enough to hook me in, you know? I really Because the story it. was good. Right. Yeah. One thing I didn't like, though, at the end when they all popped up and the, all the rest of the 1,200 
people popped up and, and were in the water that they all got their tennis shoes wet. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Um, oh, man. We're going to shoehorn in some more tennis shows, guys. <laughs> tennis is in Egypt. It's a lost city in Egypt. Is it? Yeah. All right. So let's talk box office. So the budget for this movie was $33 million. Yeah, and sci-fi movies often cost a lot of money. They do. And it looked great. Like, it came out in 2009. It looked great. It does I look really I have literally good. no complaints. Everyone should see this movie. Yeah. It only made... $20 million in theaters, $10 million foreign, $10 million domestic. And how much did it make on Tannis? <laughs> it has not played yet in no, Tannis. They no. haven't built the screen yet? They have not They're built the screen. They're still screens. trying to dig it out of that. Uh... <laughs> it just did not do very well, which is sad. I thought it was a great movie. Yeah, I think so too. And that's the same thing with um, like lots of sci-fi, I think, lots of times doesn't do that well. Sunshine, that's the one I was trying to think of. Great movie. Didn't do that well in the box office. Mm-hmm. So, Jen, so should you do your fun facts? I think I should do my fun facts. Jen's fun facts. Oh. Always been fun. Always been fun, but escalating funness every time. You right. won't believe how fun they are. <laughs> All right. We've set the bar pretty high. Yeah, like listen, we have said fucking deliver me. <laughs> we have said all of these will be fun. Don't make us liars. All Jen. right, so we were talking about the budget. Let me find this. It's pronounced budget. Budget. <laughs> oh, I can find that. <laughs> okay, so this was planned originally. It was going to be shot on a real low budget, and they were going to shoot it in an abandoned paper mill. Huh. And then somebody, like some Paul W. S. Anderson or his company or something, found the script and decided they wanted to do it because they thought it was a really good script. So they didn't have to shoot it. On super low budget. The original plan for this was that it was going to be set on a prison ship and they were going to be sending prisoners to um, another planet. It's oh. like Australia. Like yeah. Australia it's like planet. what the UK John. did to Australia. Yeah. yeah. Oh, John's delightful. John's Dennis Quaid. And that, John, that the, the monsters were just going to be devolved people. And I'm not exactly sure the nuts and bolts of that, but Ben was uh, Ben Foster was going to be a non-prisoner. Oh, like a prison guard? I think, yeah. I, I think that movie might work better. I don't well, know. I like I this. Be interesting. I know, this is pretty effective. Well, that does not sound like a bad premise to me, mm-hmm. but I like the way they did it here. So when this got picked up, the director had already written a script of four people like in a spaceship, and so he kind of just merged those things together. So Fair he enough. added the paranoia to like the monsters eating people, and I think it really works. I think it works know? too. Um, so this was planned to be the first in a trilogy. What? And I've also read what? that there was going to be a sequel and a prequel to it, but because it bombed or didn't make its money back, they are probably not going to do that. Holy shit, I mean, it's I'd been watch 10 years. <laughs> I know. I would too. I think it's interesting. Um, so the scene where Ben Foster eats bugs, he actually insisted on actually eating the bugs. Oh, really? Gross. Yeah. But I mean, I guess it saved him some money. Probably, yeah. yeah. So he really ate that cricket. And he ate them like real nonchalantly. Like it wasn't shit. Right. And so it's I It's called acting, Jim. <laughs> so I did this research before I'd seen the movie and I was just picturing his character from 30 Days of Night and I just imagined him like eating all these gross bugs on the ground or something. And then when I watched it, I was like, oh, okay. I mean, That's there are places bug. where they eat stuff like that. Yeah. So I guess it's not super weird, but... Did it is an article. Screech on Saved by the Bell always have like chocolate covered crickets he was handing out to people or something? Really? I think so. The definition of Pandorum. Pandorum is a slang term for orbital dysfunction syndrome. And they talked about this a little bit in the movie. Oh, does it really exist? No, it doesn't. Oh, okay, okay. But okay. I have a definition from Urban Dictionary. A disease founded by emotional triggers, usually found in deep space missions, a feeling of fear, thinking you can't be saved. You may find yourself in a state of Pandorum or extreme fear of being 
being alone, thinking there's nothing left, usually causes craziness. And that and is the urban beliefs. dictionary definition of Pandorum. Exactly. That's the okay. urban dictionary. And it's not a real condition because right. it's based so it's on like prolonged time and space. Yeah. Right. Okay. I feel like right. we're slowly giving you Pandorum. I think that's why I connected so strongly to this movie. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I've been in the stasis pod. I feel like ever. we're the other two people in this flight group. We're going to die, Mikey. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I will definitely be the one that murders everyone. I like takes how over. we just high-fived our deaths right. at the hands of Jen. I'm burning it down, guys. All right. So I've got one more fun fact. Awesome. You guys might be interested in this now. I'm so, interested in all your fun facts, Jen. Oh, thank you, Todd. At least I'm I'm up there. Yeah, you check in and out. If nobody's texting you, you're into it. Yeah. All right. So there is a Facebook group called Fans for a Pandorum Sequel. Oh, and I would join that. Every, well, the writer and the director have joined it, too. So you'd be in good company. So listeners, if you want to get this sequel made, join that Facebook group and yeah. also join our Facebook group because we're the best. And that's my fun fact. Well, let's do Scary Scale, Jen. All right, Scary Scale. Hey, listeners. Our Scary Scale is a ranking of how scared we were when we watched this movie today. It's not a ranking of the quality of the film. It's how scared we were when we watched it today. Our one example is Ghostbusters, and our 10 example is Texas Chainsaw Massacre. All right, Todd, what you got? I think I'm going to give it a three. All right. It wasn't super, super scary, and it was more sci-fi than scary, Mm -hmm. but it was still really good. Yeah. Um, And I I don't know if I'd ever watch it again, but Uh that should not be an indictment of the movie it was just scary and i don't like scary stuff yeah. but like i don't know if my buddy was like hey do you want to watch this i probably would it's yeah i just wouldn't seek it out myself to watch it again yeah. because of the scary elements but it's honestly great no i thought it was really good too all right mikey would you give it three you, you give it your own number you don't need to know todd's number <laughs> i think i'm just gonna give it a two i think it's because right. i've seen it too much You've seen it too much. <laughs> <laughs> it's there's a couple of jump scares, but really it's still a good movie, but it just didn't scare me. Yeah. I think I'm going to give it, I'm going to give it a three too. And I was really into it. Um, I thought it was really interesting. I thought the way they built the paranoia and I thought the depiction of like him kind of slowly losing re- his grip on reality was really interesting. And the creepy collies were scary and I don't like when people eat other people. Yeah, I don't like cannibalism that much either. I get it. Yeah. And again, not a scale of the quality of the movie. No. We all really liked this movie. Absolutely. I'd give it a seven or higher. Yeah. Uh, and just the fact that I wouldn't watch it again, it should not be an indictment of it either. Like, right. I just don't like scary stuff. You should see this movie. You should. Yeah. So this week, the listeners made me watch Pandorum. Oh. What are we watching next well, week? Well, speaking of space spiders. What? Or yes. secret ocean the whole time spiders. <laughs> we are going to watch a movie about some earth spiders next week. Mikey has betrayed me once again. We are going to watch Arachnophobia. <laughs> I think it'll be Yay! fun. I hate spiders and I'm super scared about it. Yeah. I, I don't like spiders either. I've only watched this movie once. Scared me. Yeah, Did it? it's okay. scary. Yeah. It's an older movie, right? Like 90s? Yeah, 90s. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Arachnophobia starring Jeff Daniels and John Goodman. All and right. a bunch of gross spiders. Yeah, so guys, watch... Arachnophobia. Arachnophobia for next week. Ooh. But before we leave you, we would like to leave you with a five-star review. So Mikey is going to read a five-star review that Uh-oh. we got. And if you would like your five-star review read, Can you read like leave us a five-star review. All right, everyone. Mike S.N exclamation point says the hosts have excellent rapport they've covered some of my favorite films and this is a very solid listen it's a great idea for a show oh thanks five stars thank you very much mike sn1 (laughs) (laughs) oh oh one oh oh his title that review is fun idea for a show oh 
Oh, well, thank, thank you. you. Hey, and if you want to leave us a review and you don't know how, we just posted a video about how to do it, too. So check yeah, that I made out. That. Yeah, how would you find that video? Oh, Todd's like flipping his hair around. Like yeah, I'm very proud of that. I have some editing skills or whatever. Yeah, it's I mean, fine. just a little bit. You know. Yeah, it's like my job. So, guys, if you want to follow us on social so you can see that and many other mm-hmm. things that I've created, go to horrorvirgin.com on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, uh, or go to our website at horrorvirgin.com. There you can find our merch store and also the blog that Jen writes. Yes. And I believe you actually just posted a Midsummer blog I did, recently. Yeah, so I check posted, that out. I got some feelings out about Midsummer. But, and if you want to read that blog and then read Reach out to Jen and say, listen, um, completely agree with you. Uh-huh. How would they do Yay. that, Jen? Where would they reach out to oh, you? Oh, at jenferatu at gmail.com. You can also leave a comment on the website. What are your social channels? Uh, jenferatu on everything. It's sort of just jenferatu everywhere, whether it it's at Gmail or at jenferatu at Twitter, yeah. at Facebook, Instagram. Uh, if you want to reach out to Mikey and say, hey, I wish you would write a blog, <laughs> you would reach out to Mikey at mrandolph24 on yeah. Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. actually read, Mikey. <laughs> they read silently and I am at Todd J Awesome on Facebook Instagram and Twitter of course all of us are active and very engaged yeah. in the Facebook group every day so guys please check out the Facebook group mm-hmm. and join us there we have like well over 200 members it's like 233 awesome. this morning I think that's awesome it's yeah. growing every, I think we added 20 members this week or somewhere close to it's that it was fun. insane so and thank you guys so much stuff that's only there too uh, I posted some Facebook exclusive content this week absolutely right. and I do that I don't know maybe once or twice a week mm-hmm. so yeah absolutely yeah so guys join us there it's just facebook.com slash group slash horror virgin right. I mean you could find it. It's fucking easy. Yeah. So guys, if you want to help financially support the show and help us get better mics and mixer and just gear so we can give you better sound, go to patreon.com slash horror virgin and sign up for one of the levels there. You get a lot of great perks and uh, we're working on more content for that medium. So you guys will get even more shortly. And if you can't financially support us, please, you know, just continue to tell your friends and family about the podcast because that helps a lot. It really does. It means a lot to us. We too. are literally on track to have another record-breaking month in a oh row of record-breaking months. I know. Which I still kind of awesome. can't believe anybody listens to Me it at either. all. And it's like <laughs> when we first started it's doing this. It's kind of crazy. Yeah. It is. When we first started doing this, I was like, well, we'll do it for a few months. It'll be a yeah. fun thing that I'll learn how to produce podcasts mm-hmm. off of. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's this is then never Then you brought me stop. on and we got serious. Yeah. Finally. <laughs> Someone to take things seriously. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Mikey. Mikey does do all the serious details of everything. <laughs> I, coll- I connect with the everyman. That's our true, color though. commentary for sure. <laughs> so we are a member of the Modern Horrors Podcast Network. So if you follow us there, please check out our feed if you want to get the show two days earlier. But if you're listening to us and their feed, you're also getting the wonderful Final Girls Podcast and the wonderful Death, Dying, and Other Things podcast, and, the and occasionally horrors. <laughs> a Modern Horrors podcast podcast. Yeah. Well, that's going to be it from us, everybody. Oh, Thank is you it? for watching Pandora. Yeah, I'm starting to freak out, and I'm probably going to kill you guys pretty soon. Oh, just my God. Just eject myself. Why out is your nose Pandora. bleeding? I never learned to Pandora. Okay, now you're just ah. a milk robot. <laughs> now we're talking alien again. <laughs> hey, guys. Thank you so much for joining us for Pandora. Listeners, thank you so much for requesting and voting on Pandora. Absolutely. We really liked this movie. Thanks for hanging out with us. That's going to be it for us tonight, guys. I don't know why I said it weird, but <laughs> I liked it. I know. I hey liked guys, it. Very that's gonna show. be it. Yeah, I think we need like a musical. Number. Have a safe drive to work or whatever, and then have yeah. a great week. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I'm Jen. Oh shit. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Mikey, and I'm your horror virgin, Todd. Guys, I'm well, gonna find a catchphrase well, next uh, week. Uh, uh, <laughs> Good luck, Mikey. I don't know about that. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> 
Nerds. Nerd, oh, Mikey, nerd, you have a beautiful nerd. voice. <laughs> wow, you got voice shamed by Jim. Was like, Meh. dude, I was a music teacher. Was. Of high standards. <laughs> yeah, because oh. in in elementary school, kids have excellent voices. When they're my students, they do. <laughs> I can't sing. You went to karaoke with me. It was beautiful. 